Welcome to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners. I'm your host, Maureen Warbach. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about marketing your group practice. Um, So last week we talked about niching yourself out and the clinicians in your group practice. How's that going? Remember, this is an evolving part for us, so don't feel overwhelmed if you're not getting it perfect the first time around. So I hear a lot about the difficulty of marketing when you own a group practice versus when you own a solo practice. The number one problem that I hear about is not getting enough referrals where to get them, how to get them, and how often you should be marketing to get referrals. And the second problem that I hear about is that for group practice owners, the referrals that are coming in are coming in specifically to those group practice owners. So let's talk about how most people start marketing their groups. Most group practice owners start by marketing themselves. You may be doing the legwork, but what's the result? One, you're spending a ton of time doing the marketing and not seeing clients, and seeing clients is how we make our money. And number two, the clients are seeing you as synonymous with your group practice, and therefore, when people do call because you did the marketing, they're going to want to come see you. And this is something that I think a lot of group practice owners struggle with. I know this was something that was um, a big deal for me when I, the first year or so that I had my group practice was that everything was coming to me. And when I was full, I would have to tell all the clients I'm full, but I have other clinicians in my group practice that you can see, which was sometimes hard to do when people were hell bent on, on coming in to see me because they got a referral from the school um, to see me specifically. And that was because I went to the schools and marketed myself. The problem with this is that your clinicians aren't being recognized by the community. If you're doing the marketing or you're doing most of the marketing, how is the community supposed to know that your clinicians exist? If you think about it, in today's world, we're going from one website to another. Our thoughts are in multiple places at once. And so when you're the one doing the marketing, the most that someone's going to remember is your name to look you up. If your clinicians are doing the marketing, what's happening is that the community is recognizing that they exist within your group and they in turn will be getting referrals specific to them that will, in a secondary sort of way, help make your group become more visible in the community as well. So if you're experiencing the problem of having clients call asking specifically to see you because you're doing the marketing, it's time to change your current marketing strategies. So let's talk about that. I look at group practice owner marketing in three separate categories. Uh, The first category is marketing for yourself. Obviously, we also need to see clients. Unless you are a group practice owner that's just managing the business, you also need clients. So the first category is marketing for yourself specifically. The second category is marketing for the individual clinicians that you have in your group practice. And the last category is marketing for your group practice. Um, In between these three categories, there's different ways to market those. So I'm going to talk about that. 
So what's important is how you market these different categories because you market these categories differently. My experience has shown that face-to-face contact works best for marketing the individual clinicians, including yourself, and online marketing or non-face-to-face marketing works best for marketing your group practice as a whole. So let's go into a little bit more detail on this. The first step right now is to look at your marketing strategies. Are you the sole person to do the marketing? Are your group clinicians expected to do marketing? If not, they should. If they are, are they doing it? What I do for the clinicians to offer an incentive is paying for two hours worth of marketing per month. Um, That's two hours of face-to-face marketing, so not calling someone or um, emailing someone. And they fill out a little sheet of paper that explains where they went and who they talked to and what they talked about. And each month, um, if they do any sort of face-to-face marketing, they hand that to me and then they can get paid for up to two hours worth of that marketing. And that's just to help them become motivated and so that they can get some sort of income for the work that they're doing. So in terms of in-person marketing, and this is marketing for yourself as well as the individual clinicians in your group practice, is the number one way to do this is marketing, is networking with other clinicians nearby. I can't say this enough. The power of meeting with other clinicians that are near to you is huge. And I don't think this is something that a lot of people think is true. And I know for myself was I didn't also I also didn't think this was true. Um, we start private practice thinking that our the clinicians that are near us are competitors. But in reality, a lot of us fill up pretty quickly or we take certain insurances or we don't or we niche ourselves out like I talked about in the last episode. So we get calls for people wanting to see clinicians that have specialty areas that we don't focus on. And um, so it's great to really start meeting face-to-face with other clinicians that um, do or don't have the same specialty areas as you because we, let me tell you, we send a lot of referrals out every month, at least 15 to 20 people we're sending to other clinicians near us because our group practice is full. So this is a huge thing to do. And this is something I would tell your clinicians is the number one way that they're going to get the ideal client for them after they do that niching out. Uh, The second is marketing. So that's talking with um, doctor's offices, chiropractor offices, chamber of commerce, uh, schools, local churches, whatever fits your niche. Uh, That's the second in-person thing that you guys can do. The third and fourth and on is doing things like speaking engagements. Take a look at your target audience and by that you can figure out what your um, speaking engagement type would be. So you might be going to schools doing presentations if you work with children or parents. Uh, Working with your local chamber of commerce is a really great idea as well. A small investment of about 100, 150 bucks per year and you can get a ton of um, free marketing as well through them and that goes straight to your neighborhood so the people near your business are going to be seeing that information. But the Chamber of Commerce also has monthly meetings and that's an easy way to get to know other businesses and those business owners. Get-togethers, workshops, 
These are all things that are face-to-face ways of marketing yourself that you can do as a clinician and that your clinicians in your group practice should be doing. So the second piece is marketing for your group practice as a whole. And again, this is the one that I say does not need to be face-to-face or done in person, but rather online. Um, I look at my group practice as a more faceless entity because once you, if you merge your group practice as being one with you, um, like the beginning of starting a group practice sometimes looks like, clients are going to be calling you specifically. So again, you want your group practice to be your group practice and not synonymous with you. It's a little different than when you're in private practice where your brand is you. With group practice, you, you don't want that. So with marketing your group practice, working online is a little easier and um, it's a little less time consuming and you can do it during non-work hours, which is nice. And this is something that you and your clinicians can both do to make your group practice become more visible in the community. And ways of doing the online marketing, some simple ones are blogs. Um, Blogs or vlogs are great uh, for your website. Um, They improve SEO, which is awesome. And um, so I would start there. If you don't already have a blog, ask your clinicians to every once in a while, if you have, like I have 10 clinicians and if each one of them does one a month or one every two months, there's at least one blog going out per week, which is, which is a lot. And it, imp- it improves your SEO by doing that. So a blog or a video log, um, asking your clinicians if they're willing to do something like that. Sending out flyers, ads, um, going to your local newspaper. Um, my local newspaper sends out um, a paper each day, but they also have a weekend paper. And for $25, I can go to the distributor and give him 500 copies of anything. And he will slide them into each of the newspapers when he delivers them on the weekend. It's a great way to have visibility. And I'm sure there's something like that in your area as well. It just takes some digging. Um, The way I found it was talking to my local chamber of commerce. So that's something that you can maybe look into as well. Um, but with, with, um, online marketing like this or non face-to-face marketing, what's nice is that you can talk about your group practice as a whole. So what I do is I sometimes, if I'm doing, if someone in my group is running a group or a workshop, I'll print something out about that. But I can also, sometimes I also put in a newsletter or, Uh, brochure and I outline all of the services that Urban Wellness has. So it not only is targeting my audience with some of the services that I offer, but it also talks about drug and alcohol counseling, which one of our clinicians does. It talks about art therapy. We have a dance and movement therapist. We have a psychologist who does testing. Um, So we outline all of that stuff in one place and we can distribute that to our neighborhood very easily or put that online as well. So to recap, there's three categories of marketing, one for yourself, one for the individual clinicians, and one for the group. You market for yourself, the clinicians market for themselves. You want to do that in person as much as possible. And then marketing for the group, which both the clinicians in your group as well as yourself can do. And that 
should be online. It does not need to be face-to-face. So given all of that, my suggestion for you would be to take a look at your strategies for marketing right now and get a piece of paper, put three columns down, one for yourself, one for your clinicians, and one for your group practice as a whole, and start figuring out what is what are the best ways for you to market yourself and talk to your clinicians about how they can best market themselves, places that they can go, things that they can do, maybe offer some compensation if that fits your budget. If not, it's not required or needed. And talk to your clinicians about how to market your group practice as a whole and then start implementing something each month. I don't think a group practice owner needs to be marketing every single day of the week, but if there is one blog coming out a week, uh, that's improving your visibility just right there. If you are marketing yourself once a month and each of your clinicians are marketing themselves once a month, that's going to be enough to get a lot of referrals and to get a lot of visibility in your community. All right, so good luck, and I hope this was somewhat informative for you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We'll see you next week.